0: star wars 7x7 bonus episode so rogue one force friday toys are supposed to come out on friday september 30th but my local toy purveyor jumped the gun and put them out a few days early and i've got character descriptions to share with you here punch it chewy hi this is mike and joe from the cantina cast and you're listening to star wars 7x7 the only daily star wars podcast Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and there's some intriguing stuff about the character descriptions here. In some cases, for example, the character descriptions on the packaging of the Rogue One toys matches what appeared in the character descriptions at the Rogue One costumes and props exhibit at Star Wars Celebration Europe, and in some cases, it does not match. And then, of course, there's some characters who did not appear in the props and costumes exhibit who have figures now, and we have new descriptions for them, so we're just going to dive in on all of them, and we'll just Give you the full descriptions, and we will note where it varied from the Rogue One costumes and props exhibit. And, yeah, let's just dive in with Cassian Andor. That's Diego Luna's character. This is a match from the costumes and props exhibit from Celebration Europe. It says, an accomplished Alliance intelligence officer with combat field experience, Captain Cassian Andor commands respect from his rebel troops with his ability to keep a cool head under fire and complete his missions with minimal resources. So, not necessarily any new information there. However, there is a difference, and it's pretty much all over the board a difference. It's not necessarily significant in the sense that it doesn't give us an entirely different picture of the character, but it is just a different text entirely about Jin Erso. And here is what it says in the Rogue One costumes and props exhibit. It says... Putting behind a checkered past by lending her skills to a greater cause, Jin Erso is impetuous, defiant, and eager to bring the battle to the Empire. Used to operating alone, she finds higher purpose by taking on a desperate mission for the Rebel Alliance. So there is definitely a bit of overlap here. In the packaging for her Black Series figure, it says, Jin is a highly skilled soldier in the Rebel Alliance. Jyn Erso is an impetuous, defiant warrior eager to bring the battle to the Empire. Jin has little patience for debate within Alliance High Command, enough so that she takes matters into her own hands. So this here seems very telling and just to be in full disclosure space I do not have a lot of spoiler stuff in my head about Rogue One. In other words, I am reading, you know, all sorts of different websites and stuff like that and so, you know, when leaks and rumors and spoilers come out, I'm mostly aware of them, but in the case of Rogue One, I don't know a heck of a lot of them or at least anything that had been a leak or a rumor or a spoiler has been made official by you know, either Entertainment Weekly or by Lucasfilm themselves or, you know, some other outlet that made it an official bit of information release. So I'm not sitting on any information right now. And so as I look at this particular description, this is what it makes me surmise. We know that Mon Mothma is recruiting her for a special mission to find out what is up with this weapons test that's happening and also how to put a stop to it. So... Getting the Death Star plans doesn't necessarily mean putting a stop to the weapons test. I mean, it kind of does in a way, because if you get the plans, then maybe you can blow up the station. But maybe that's above and beyond what they're asking her to do. And also, maybe doing something about her dad is above and beyond what they've asked her to do. And just in case you need the refresher, we don't yet know if Generoso's dad, Galen Urso, is actually a willing collaborator with the Empire or whether he is being held against his will and being forced to collaborate with the Empire. Either way, it sounds like there's a point at which the mission as assigned by Mon Mothman diverges from what the reality on the ground is, and it sounds like Felicity Jones' character, Jin Erso, is going to take action even when the High Command can't decide what they want to do. And maybe that's also a function of, with all of these disparate elements coming together to form the Rebel Alliance, now there's, you know, bickering at the highest level, and so it's the ground troops that end up deciding, you know, well... While those guys are arguing, let's just take care of business. Alright, moving on. Here's what we learn about the Imperial Death Troopers. From the Black Series Packaging, the elite soldiers of Imperial Intelligence, Death Troopers are encased in specialized stormtrooper armor with a dark, ominous gleam. These soldiers serve as bodyguards and enforcers for Director Krennic, a highly placed officer within the Advanced Weapons Research Division of the Empire. Now, that one, like the one about Cassie Nandor, is taken word for word from the costumes and props exhibit from Rogue One. There's another Black Series figure coming out for K2SO, and that one did not appear at Star Wars Celebration Europe at all, so this is somewhat new. It says, a reprogrammed Imperial security droid now loyal to the Alliance, K2SO is an alarming sight standing within a secret rebel base. The pragmatic droid is an effective insertion agent, as he can blend in perfectly at Imperial installations and outposts. Now, we know that infiltration is part of what happens with Rogue One, for example, when we see Jyn and Cassian Andor and K2SO running down that long hallway that was filmed at the Cannery Wharf subway station in London, and all the stormtroopers and shoretroopers and whatnot chasing after them. Certainly Bodie Rook is probably going to keep his Imperial flight gear coveralls and use it for any rebel missions that he's flying, and then we see Felicity Jones in what initially had looked like TIE pilot gear basically, but her action figure there was somebody who pointed out to me that there's an action figure that suggests that she is Imperial ground crew, ground crew for servicing vehicles and whatnot. So Yeah, that's uh, another Imperial outfit. And so insertion, yeah, definitely going to be a big deal. We're going to be sneaking around in Imperial installations a lot, which is potentially some very good, intriguing, and thrilling fun. Next up, we have Rebel Commander Pao, P-A-O. And you've seen Pao if you've watched the Go Rogue videos. He is in the third video where he says, Commander Pao, I'm trapped on Edu. And yeah, of course, we found out about that new planet as part of that whole thing. But Pao says, or Pao's description says that he is... An amphibious drabata, that's his species, the fierce commando pow charges into battle with a full throated cry of Sakala and that's S A apostrophe K A L L A, but no idea what exactly that means just yet. He joins the Rogue One team on its historic mission to secure the Death Star Plant. Now that description coupled with the stop-motion animation stuff makes me wonder how closely those stop-motion little shorts are connected to the actual plot of Rogue One and to how the action unfolds. I mean, sure, there's probably not a lot of the cartoony comic stuff like, you know, a good guy running with the Death Star plans one direction and then a stormtrooper smacking him and the plans flying up into the air and the stormtrooper running off the other direction only to be hit by another good guy and the plans flying up into the air and all that stuff but we don't necessarily know where the plans to the Death Star are. We're suspecting that they're on Scarif, but maybe they're on Edu. We don't necessarily know for sure, and maybe that's why Commander Pow is involved with this whole thing. Or maybe they it is exactly as it unfolds in the Go Rogue shorts. Maybe they hook up with Commander Pow on Edu and as a part of helping him when he's pinned down with whatever rebel forces he's working with, maybe they help him and he agrees to help with the larger mission of getting the Death Star plans. Be interesting to see. Alright, let's move on and we'll talk about Moroff. or MoroF, M O R O F F. That's the giant white hairy primate creature that we see in the behind-the-scenes reel we see his face briefly, and Moroff seeks out combat zones to sell his brawn and firepower to anyone who might need it. The mighty Gagoran mercenary figures there's money to be made for a towering heavy gunner, and chances are that money is to be made from the Rebel Alliance, because I'm sure the Empire is not hiring out mercenaries like this, and certainly unlikely to be hiring alien mercenaries as well, more likely to be using them as slaves than mercenaries, I would say. We also get a bit about the Scarif Stormtrooper Squad Leader, because more often that Scarif Stormtrooper Squad Leader is in a two-pack together, the two of them are. Specialist stormtroopers stationed at the top-secret Imperial military headquarters on Scarif shore troopers patrol the beaches and bunkers of the planetary facility. So it sounds like... Shore trooper may just be an interchangeable phrase, if you will, for the Scarif stormtrooper squad leaders, or the Scarif stormtroopers in general, that they may be referred to as shore troopers, colloquially, perhaps? And that description matches up with the description of the shore troopers that we saw and the Rogue One costumes and props display from Star Wars Celebration Europe. Alright, now speaking of the Imperial ground crew, as we were a little bit earlier, there is a ground crew figure as well, and here's what the product description has to say about that. Imperial installations, whether space-bound or ground-based, buzz with activity and vehicular traffic. Skilled ground crews sort through this would-be chaos and see to the smooth operation of Imperial craft through regular maintenance. And so that seems to be where Jan Urso is going to be disguising herself, and possibly Bodhi Rook as well. Now, interestingly... The action figure for Jin Erso, the 3.75 or the three and three-quarter inch action figure. The description on her figure there is slightly different from the description on her six-inch Black Series figure. The one for K2SO is the same actually, but Jin's is different. So this is Jin Erso's description on the three and three-quarter inch figure. It says, "A highly skilled soldier in the Rebel Alliance, Jin Erso is an impetuous, defiant warrior eager to bring the battle to the Empire." That's the same, but it's the second sentence that's different. Jin has Little patience for debate within the Alliance High Command and often takes matters into her own hands. See, that is different saying just often takes matters into her own hands instead of what it says in the Black Series figure, which is that um, she has little patience for debate within the High Command enough so that she takes matters into her own hands. So, yeah. You know, eh, slight variation, but it does suggest that maybe it's not just one particular situation that maybe turns the tide of the whole movie or anything like that. But maybe she has done this enough times that maybe this becomes then an explanation for why she's being brought in in shackles at the very beginning of the movie. And that is the extent of the toys that were on the shelves at my local toy purveyor. And therefore, that's the extent of this podcast for you. I'm going to be live streaming beginning at 11.45 p.m. on Thursday, the 29th in advance of Force Friday. And you can check that out on my Twitter account, SW7X7Podcast. Or if you're on Periscope, then just tune in straight on Periscope. That's SW7X7Podcast there as well. And we will see what else we can learn about Rogue One and the characters and situations that are coming to us in three short months. In the meantime, we have just one last little business for you, which is this. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May of force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars and Lesson. We hope you love it.